Hi, listeners, and welcome to the True Crime Weekly Podcast, a podcast that is based in San Diego and hosted by me, Alina Trujillo, and my producer, Jose Fernandez. This is a podcast where I will be bringing you stories of murders, infamous cases, and unsolved mysteries. On February 19th, 2005, at around 11.30 p.m., Danielle Imbo and Richard Patron walked out of a popular Philadelphia bar named Abilene's. They got into Richard's black Dodge Dakota, pulled away, and vanished without a trace. This is the story of the disappearance of Danielle Imbo and Richard Patron. Danielle Imbo was 35 years old and had recently gone through a divorce, and she spent most of her time at her home in Mount Laurel, New Jersey, with her young son, okay? So Danielle had known Richard for about two decades, and they had grown up in the same neighborhood in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, and their families were extremely close. So Danielle was also best friends with Richard's sister, Christine. Now, Danielle was going through a divorce from her husband, Joe Imbo, and had a child together while married. But a year after the separation from her husband, Joe, that's when Danielle started dating Richard. Oh, I see. Okay. But shortly before they disappeared, Danielle told Richard that she needed to take a break from the relationship. So Danielle had told Richard that she wanted to concentrate on her job and her son, which was understandable to him you know she Mm -hmm. he he understood her completely and even though it pained him to go on a break he still gave her that space so after going on this break and giving her the space richard decided to text danielle on february 19th and he asked her if she wanted to go out with him for just some drinks you know Mm -hmm. and danielle's son happened to be spending that weekend with her ex-husband and she was obviously free you know she didn't have to worry about getting a babysitter or anything like that so since danielle hadn't seen richard in over a month danielle happily accepted richard's invitation to go out Mm, so let me tell you a little bit about richard richard was 35 years old and wasn't known to date much in recent years In fact, him dating was such a rare thing that Richard's daughter actually recalls Danielle as being the first serious relationship that she remembers her father having. Hmm. So at the time of Richard's disappearance, he had a 14-year-old daughter who had lived primarily with him since she was three years old. But she had recently decided to move in with her mom in South Philadelphia. So remember, Danielle had asked Richard for that break. Okay, so it had been about a month since they had seen each other. Mm -hmm. So Richard was actually thrilled when Danielle agreed to go out with him that night. Okay, so Danielle had started her evening by having dinner with her mother, Christine, which is Richard's sister, and Marge Patron, the mother of Richard's. Okay, so remember, they grew up together, so the families are actually pretty close. Right. The four women had gone to a local restaurant, and after the meal was over, Christine had dropped Danielle off at the Tap Room, which is a bar near Richard's apartment. And after spending some time there, Richard and Danielle decided to meet up with another couple at Abilene's Bar in South Street. So they called Christine to see if, you know, she wanted to meet up with them, but she was tired and she said, no, I'm okay. And she decided to stay in that night. Mm. And it was a really cold Saturday night, but that didn't seem to slow down the crowd. The streets were still packed and there was a lot of people walking around. 
Luckily, though, Richard was thrilled that he actually found a parking spot close to the bar. And I laugh because that's me all the time, especially 100%. if it's raining or cold. <laughs> I'm like, I'll go around in circles for like 15 minutes. <laughs> for a good spot. <laughs> yeah, I refuse to walk. <laughs> so now after finding that parking spot, the couple entered Abilene's arm in arm. They met up with a friend, Anthony Valentino and his wife, Michelle. Now, Anthony was one of Richard's closest friends, and Anthony stated that Richard and Danielle seemed to be extremely happy to be back together. So the two couples sat in a bar, and they listened to a live band that was playing that night. Now, Richard and Danielle held hands, and they kissed a couple of times throughout the night. Mm -hmm. So to their friends, it seemed like the relationship may have been off and on in the past, but this night, it appeared that Richard and Danielle were definitely back on. Mm -hmm. Now, everything seemed fine as the couple got ready to leave the bar around 11.30 p.m. But I will tell you what happens next after this commercial break. That was fantastic, Jose. You want to know what I just did? What'd you do? I just tried. I opened up, and you don't get any. I opened up the new wine that I received from Wine of the Month Club. So do you, Jose, want to treat yourself or someone special to great wines month after month? I would love to. Well, now you can with Wine of the Month Club. With Wine of the Month Club, you get three different bottles of rare international wine every month. You get to choose from all red, all white, or mixed. You can also choose to do a package every two months or three months if that's a better option for you. And every package ships with their monthly newsletter covering your selections and our listener favorites. Fun facts! We are a proud affiliate, which means if you go to truecrimeweeklypodcast.com, forward slash support the show and click on the wine of the club month link and sign up we will earn a commission you can support the show and get wine delivered to your door by using promo code holiday 15 to get 15 dollars off any four month club or you can use promo code holiday 20 for 20 dollars off any six months club which sounds like a win-win to me you get to stay home during this covid19 pandemic quarantine by yourself and your wines and they ship free what? hey jose so you know that during this pandemic it could even be scary to go to the grocery store sometimes yeah absolutely well you can save yourself that trip using instacart instacart delivers groceries in as fast as one hour instacart highlights deals to help you save money they find everything you usually buy you can get smart suggestions for new items they even pick the freshest produce and they keep your eggs safe too we are a proud affiliate of instacart so head over to truecrimeweeklypodcast.com forward slash support the show and click their link okay jose so first let me just tell you real quick have you heard of or let me just ask you real quick. Have you heard of Danielle Embo and Richard Patron? No, actually, you, I haven't at all. Okay, so you haven't heard the story. Nope. I found this story so interesting, and you'll find out why right now as we continue with our story. But it's one of those stories where a couple disappears. And, you know, usually when people disappear, there are clues here and there left behind. Yeah, right. Well, this one... 
there's nothing. So let me just tell you. So let's get back to the story. And we left off where Danielle Embo and Richard Patron are getting ready to leave the bar. Okay. Mm -hmm. So before leaving for the night, Richard had commented how glad he was that he had found a parking spot close to the bar since it was cold outside. I mean, the temperature (laughs) had dropped below zero. So you know me, I would have been driving around in circles for an hour. I don't care. (laughs) Below zero. No. So the four friends hug and kiss before, you know, they each went their separate ways. And Richard and Danielle walk out of the bar into the cold night, holding hands, never to be seen again. That's crazy to me. How's that possible? I have no idea, but listen to this. So the week that Danielle disappeared, she called her brother, John Olderbury, to see if he could come over that Sunday to help her fix the current rod that her son had actually pulled down. So John agreed to go over to Danielle's house at 9 a.m. to help her fix the current rod. Mm-hmm. So she had talked to the brother a week prior and he was going to go over on Sunday, which is the day after they had they gone went to, the, to bar. the bar. Got it. So the following day, Danielle and Richard had disappeared. So John tried calling Danielle, but the call went straight to voicemail. Not knowing where Danielle was, John called his mother to see if maybe she knew where Danielle was. Mm -hmm. Now, his mother, her name is Felice. She told John that Danielle had gone out the night before with Richard and thought that maybe Danielle had spent the night at Richard's apartment, which was located in South Philadelphia. Okay. And since John had a key to his sister's house, he just decided, okay, I'll just go over, fix the current rods, and, you know, that'll be it. Yeah. But upon entering her home, he realized that there was nothing out of the ordinary. Her bed was made and It was obvious that Danielle hadn't come home that previous night. Mm -hmm. So that Sunday, Danielle also had a hair appointment at 11 a.m. with Richard's sister, Christine, who was also a hairdresser. Okay. And they're talking about really close. Yes. In every way. Everybody, both of the moms know each other. You know, she's best friends with um, Richard's sister. They're extremely close. Danielle was known to be a very punctual person. So when 11 a.m. came around and Danielle didn't show up for her appointment, Christine became very concerned over her friend. Now, Christine called Danielle and once again, the call goes straight to voicemail. Thinking that maybe, you know, Richard and Danielle are still together, she tries calling her brother, but his phone also goes straight to voicemail. Oh, no. Now, Christine calls her mother to see if maybe she had heard of Richard, but she also hadn't heard from Richard or Danielle and had no idea where they could be. So Richard's mother, Marge, now concerned, she also tries to call Richard several times, but all of the phone calls go straight to voicemail. Now, Richard had told his mother that he planned on having a few friends over that afternoon to watch the Daytona 500 on television. So to her, it didn't make sense why he wouldn't be at his apartment. Yeah, that doesn't make sense at all. So Marge called her sister, who happens to live close to Richard, and asked if, you know, she can stop by the apartment and see if anything was wrong. Mm hmm. Now, his sister knocked on the on the door several times and could hear Richard's dog barking, but it didn't appear that Richard was home. Knowing that her son had planned to meet up with his friends 
Anthony the previous night, Marge decided to call Anthony. But Anthony told her that Richard and Danielle seemed to be in a great mood when they left, and he was under the impression that they were going to Danielle's home in New Jersey when they left the bar. So remember, the two families are extremely close. I mean, Christina mm -hmm. and Danielle have been best friends since they were teenagers, okay? So immediately, Marge calls Danielle's mother, Felice, and the two mothers keep in constant contact that afternoon praying that they would soon hear from Richard or Danielle. But after a few hours, it was clear that something was seriously wrong and Danielle's ex-husband, Joe Imbo, was actually due to drop off their son at Danielle's house at 5 p.m. Because remember, their son was with him. Right. Now, Danielle had a somewhat strained relationship with her ex-husband, Joe. And her family was actually kind of reluctant to let him know what was going on. So let me just tell you a little something between the relationship between Joe Embo and Richard. Now, remember, mm -hmm. the families have known each other. So Joe Embo actually knew Richard right. and Joe had never liked Richard and had left him several threatening messages in the past, warning him to stay away from Danielle. Now, at this point, everyone was still hoping that there was a reasonable explanation as to why Danielle and Richard had contacted anyone. Right. And they saw no reason to tell Joe that the two hadn't yet returned from a date. So they're just thinking, you know, we'll cover this up. We won't tell Joe anything. It'll be fine. I'm they will he, show up. Yeah, I'm assuming he didn't even know they were going on a date, too, right? Right. So... Danielle's brother, John, decided to actually go to Danielle's house and meet Joe there so he can get Danielle's son. Now, mm -hmm. when Joe arrives, he questions John as to why he was at the house. And, you know, John just simply tells them that Danielle had gone out with Christine and that she asked him to watch, you know, her son until she returns. So... Joe to Joe, this seemed like a simple explanation and, you know, it just seemed normal. So yeah, not a big deal. Yeah. He accepted this and without question left little Joe with his uncle. You know, at the end of the day, that is his uncle. So right. he drops him off and leaves. Now, after Joe left, John knew he had to call the police because Danielle's son was the center of her universe, like most moms. And there was no way that she would willingly miss being home when he was being dropped off. Right. And usually she was in constant contact with her family. And the fact that her cell phone seemed to be turned off was an ominous sign. Right. So Danielle was known to always keep her phone on, especially if she went anywhere without her son. Like most moms, you know, we worry. Mm -hmm. So Richard's family was faced with the same dilemma it was unheard of for Richard to not answer his phone, especially on weekends when he didn't have his daughter. Richard would usually pick up immediately when someone called. And just like Danielle, he never turned off his phone. So both families contacted the Philadelphia Police Department and reported Richard and Danielle missing. Now, knowing that the police wouldn't be quick to act on the you know a report of two missing adults mm -hmm. the families decided to search for them on their own now john met up with richard's father richard patron senior and the two of them spent 
hours driving up and down the streets of Philadelphia looking for any sign of Richard's black truck. Right. I mean, that's the only thing you have to really look for. Mm -hmm. There's really nothing else. Right. So after covering all the streets in downtown Philly, the two men decided to try and trace the route Richard would have taken to get from Philly to Danielle's home in Mount Laurel. Okay. They drove over every possible route. They drove over each of the bridges connecting Philly to New Jersey, but there was no sign of the black truck. Finally, after more than 12 hours, they returned home feeling defeated. And while the men were out driving around, Marge and Feliz had been calling hospitals and jails. They didn't want their children to be hurt or in trouble with the law, but they knew that a car accident or a DOI would be preferable to a simply vanishing. Right. You know, you and hope that anything, to, I mean, come on, <laughs> anything besides just something really bad happening and right. being hurt. And this would be the perfect explanation as to why they hadn't been in contact with their families. Yeah. Right? Now, with each phone call, they grew more and more desperate. None of the places they called had admitted anyone matching Richard or Danelle's description. And the police had no record of the couple being pulled over. On the drive home. Now, Philadelphia police soon launched their own intensive investigation into the couple's disappearance. In initial reports, they noted that there was nothing to indicate that foul play had taken place. But they were keeping an open mind about what might have happened. Mm -hmm. So they believe it was possible that Richard and Danielle had simply decided to get away for a little while and would likely return after a few days. That makes no sense. They wouldn't it's, have done that if with and leaving their kids alone exactly, or not Exactly, and not saying anything. There's no way. Like right? how, how would that even come as a possibility? That should be just scratched out. I don't exactly. That's what I think too. How, you know, Danielle's son was the center of her universe. Mm-hmm. So you mean to tell me she would just get up, disappear, take off for a few days and not even arrange for childcare for her son. There's no way. There's no way. Yeah. So the fact that Richard's truck hadn't been found seemed to back this theory up for the police, though, as it suggested that the couple was still driving around in it. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I know. To me, it just seems very far fetched, but to them, it did it. Now, friends and family members were adamant that neither Richard nor Danielle would ever have voluntarily left their children behind, just how we're saying. Mm -hmm. So they each had a stable job. Um, They both came from close-knit families and had no reason to run away. Yeah. Nothing was missing from either of their homes and Richard never would have left his dog home alone with no extra food or water. Yeah, that's true too. He was at the parking apartment. Mm -hmm. There's no way. So they were convinced that the couple had run into foul play. Now worried that the police weren't taking the disappearance seriously. Friends and family members continued with their own search. They combed through South street, which is the street where the bar was right at and they searched the surrounding area looking for any potential clues they distributed flyers throughout the downtown area and hung up posters in motels restaurants and gas stations Mm -hmm. they spread out and searched the parking lots and garages at the philadelphia airport and every train station in the area but found no signs of richard's truck as the days passed they grew more and more desperate to find richard and danelle 
They extended their search, hanging out flyers outside of the Wachovia Center after sports games and other events. And they started hanging up posters in every rest stop from Philly to Atlantic City. Eventually, they would cover every area within a hundred mile radius of the city. I mean, it really sounds like it. Mm -hmm. Like they're really going in and and trying to find them. Yeah. Now get this: police received numerous tips as a result of their of the family's efforts. Okay? Good. But no solid lead was ever developed. Man. Detectives searched the Delaware River by helicopter in case Richard's car had somehow ended up in the water, but came up empty. Yeah, that's the thing I was wondering. Like, if where is the car going to disappear besides right. maybe a river or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? right. They could have just, you know, accidentally driven off of a road. Who knows, right? Yeah. So they reviewed the couple's various financial records, but saw no red flags. Neither Richard nor Danielle were in debt. And none of their bank accounts or credit cards had been used since the night that they disappeared. Investigators even obtained surveillance footage from every ATM on South Street. Now, neither Richard nor Danielle had withdrawn any money that night. But the police was actually hoping that they might be seen in the background of some of the footage. That way, maybe... It would give police an idea of which direction they headed when they left the bar. Right. Now, unfortunately, neither one of them appeared in any of the footage. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, this case is just, it's baffling. It's crazy. There's literally nothing Mm -hmm. in such a big city on a very, it seems like a very... uh, populated street I and mean, right. it just makes no sense at and all. And remember, even though it was a cold night, it was the streets were crowded. Yeah. Now, detectives also decided to look through hours of surveillance footage from all cameras placed on the Ben Franklin and Walt Whiteman bridges. Because if Richard had driven Danielle home, he would have had to take one of these bridges to cross from Philadelphia into New Jersey. Mhm. Neither bridge showed Richard's truck crossing into New Jersey that night, leading some investigators to theorize that the couple never made it out of Pennsylvania. Hmm. I mean, at least that kind of narrows it down a little bit. Mm, Yeah. Right. I mean, given that the first thing you want to find is hopefully the truck and that will kind of give you a lead. But uh, there's just no way around it. They have to go through bridges. Right. So Mm -hmm. they must still be in Pennsylvania. Right. So a few weeks after the couple vanished, police thought they finally had a break when a burned out Dodge Dakota was found in Camden, New Jersey, just across the river from Philadelphia. Hmm. It looked identical to Richard's truck. But guess what? What? The VIN number showed it was a different truck and had been reported stolen several days earlier. Gotta be kidding. So once again... They have nothing. But investigators searched around the Camden area in case Richard's truck was around that area, but they found nothing. A month after Richard and Daniel's disappearance, their families announced that they were offering a $50,000 reward for information leading to their safe return. Billboards were placed alongside Interstate 95 in the Philadelphia area. Each one displayed information about the case as well as the reward. Mm -hmm. And detectives received several new tips, but none of them 
brought them any closer to finding the missing couple. Now, by June, Richard's family was convinced that he was dead and that they would never see their son again. Now, Danielle's family was more optimistic and continued to hold on to the hope that she was alive. They took the fact that her body had not been found as a positive sign. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, due to the two families thinking in these very two different ways, it caused the two families to actually drift apart. That's sad because they were so close together. Yes, it's a very sad thing. Now, Richard's family seemed to believe that Danielle's ex-husband, Joe, had targeted the couple. Now, Danielle's family seemed to believe that Richard had a gambling dance, and that's what led to the couple's disappearance. Hmm. So two different theories completely. Now, police found no truth to either one of these two theories. Mm -hmm. They did an extensive background check on both Danielle and Richard and determined neither one of them was involved in anything that might have led them to being targeted for murder. Now, the idea that Joe Imbo could have been involved likely evolved from the fact that he had threatened Richard in the past. Remember? Yeah. And even when they questioned Joe Imbo, he admitted to doing so. And he reportedly exchanged angry words with Danielle shortly before she went missing, Hmm. which is a little of a red flag, right? Right. But both Philadelphia police and the FBI questioned Joe on numerous occasions and found that he had an alibi for the night the couple went missing. Now, get this. This is his alibi. Mm -hmm. He had been miles away at a family party in New Jersey. His stepfather, who happens to be a retired NYPD officer, as well as several current NYPD officers, were at that party Hmm. and they all vouched for his whereabouts. So detectives admitted that this case baffled them from the start, which hello, same with me. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, how do you, I mean, you can't even say that, you know, what there's corruption there. They're covering for him. I mean, he had his son too, you know, Mm -hmm. it just, at that part doesn't make sense. And he probably wasn't even aware that Richard was back in the picture. That's true, because they had taken that month break. Yeah. You're right. I didn't even think about that. Look at you. (laughs) Detective. (laughs) So they have absolutely nothing to go on. The couple's trail ends abruptly at the door of Abilene's. Although South Street was extremely crowded that Saturday night, no one reported seeing the couple after they left the bar, which to me then made me think, Maybe me always trying to find the closest parking spot is not the best thing because it's true. You know, maybe they would have been spotted if they had to park a a little further away from the bar. Yeah. But if they were really that close, I mean, yeah, the likelihood of somebody even remembers spotting that couple, it's kind of unlikely, you know? I mean, also the weather. I mean, maybe I'm being a little ridiculous. If it's below zero, I'm not paying attention to anything that's around. I'm just trying to get to the car. That's true. You and I mean, I mean, but we are from California. So here it gets to 69 and we're like that. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> so investigators have never uncovered a crime scene. Richard's truck remains missing. Their cell phones have remained off. And none of Danielle's or Richard's bank accounts, credit cards, or social security numbers have ever been used since that February night. 
In the years since the disappearance, police have followed up on thousands of potential leads and searched large expanses of Pennsylvania and New Jersey. They have never found a shred of physical evidence related to this case, which leads them to believe that it was not a random crime. They believe that the couple was specifically targeted and admit that it's unlikely any trace of them or their truck will ever be found. The FBI actually believes that Richard and Danielle were the victims of a murder for hire plot that was carried out by a professional killer, though they do admit they still have found nothing on neither of their backgrounds that would even indicate that somebody would want them dead. Yeah, I mean, how can you come to that conclusion if there's nobody that wants you dead? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. I believe that they're coming to this conclusion because there's nothing to be found. There's no evidence. Where's the truck? Where? So they think it was definitely a professional that did this. Now, they also believe that more than one person was involved in perpetrating the crime. There are likely several people who know what happened to the couple, and they are hopeful that eventually one of them will be willing to open up to detectives. Now, rumors continue to circulate that Joe Imbel played some kind of role in this crime. While he was never named a suspect, he hasn't been ruled out as one either. So the FBI has released little information to the public, but did say that there isn't enough evidence to take Joe into custody. Now, whether or not they consider him a viable suspect has never been confirmed. Okay, Mm -hmm. so the FBI, along with the Philadelphia Police Department, the New Jersey State Police and the Mount Laurel Police Department continue to actively work this case. And there is a $50,000 reward being offered for any information that leads to the whereabouts of Danielle and Richard or the arrest of those responsible for their disappearance. Now, because the couple is still missing Mm -hmm. and there's no new leads, I want to give a description of the two of them and the truck with the license plate in case, you know, there is somebody out there with any information. So, Danielle Embo was 34 years old when she went missing in 2005. She has hazel eyes and dark brown hair. And at the time of her disappearance, she was five foot five and weighed about 117 pounds she was last seen wearing blue jeans a cream sweater a black jacket and three silver rings she was carrying a black purse she has a gap between her two front teeth and a tattoo of flowers on her lower back richard patron was 35 when he went missing in 2005 he has blue eyes and brown hair and he usually has a mustache or a goatee at the time of his disappearance, he was five foot nine and weighed about 200 pounds. He was last seen wearing blue jeans, a polo hoodie, and sneakers. He also wears eyeglasses. He also has a tattoo of his daughter's name, Angela, on his left bicep and a tattoo of several clowns on his right bicep. Now, Richard's truck is also missing and it's a black four-door 2001 Dodge Dakota pickup truck with silver accents and a NASCAR number 99 sticker in the rear window and Pennsylvania license plate number YFH2319. 
If you have any information about Richard Daniel, please contact the FBI Philadelphia Field Office or the Philadelphia Police Department. If you want to look at pictures and want more information on the cases we cover, you can head over to truecrimeweeklypodcast.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Podcast True Crime Weekly. And please don't forget to support the show by going to truecrimeweeklypodcast.com forward slash support the show. And I would truly love it and appreciate it if you would leave a five-star review and subscribe onto Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. The only way that people find out about us is through subscribers and reviews. Thanks for listening.